0: How's it going, everyone? Welcome into the Sports Appeal Podcast. I'm your host AJ Teal, as always. To my right, my co-host and my dad, Noel Teal.
1: You know, I'm screwed up again, buddy. You keep throwing me off. Thursdays, Fridays. It's, <laughs> it's Friday. It's Friday. It's, right? It's Friday. It's, Friday. it's Friday. You know,
0: yeah. we're we're all over the place. We got busy lives right now. We are uh, we're in the middle of having you know uh, about to have you know uh, an incredible weekend in Dallas. You know, uh, we're we're off wait. to Dallas uh, tomorrow for that Lions Cowboys game. Uh, obviously, we're gonna get into Week Seven of the NFL. Man, we're flying through this season now. Uh, we're gonna get into Week Seven, give you our picks um, for the games this week. You did take the lead last week um, yes, in, the pick, I did. in the picks. In the picks, you know the lead's just not gonna last that long. Oh, um, you know, I'll be bouncing back. No, I'll be bouncing back this week. Um, we both had Arizona last night, so it doesn't do anything with that. But um, you know, we're gonna get into the NFL and, and kind of. Look at fantasy right now. Huge news with Christian McCaffrey getting traded to the 49ers. 49ers, We'll talk about that before we get into the games. But, I mean, that's huge fantasy impact. I mean, talk about going from the worst team in the league to, you know, one of those guys that we consider, you know, fully healthy, a contender in that NFC. So, I mean, it's, it's huge for McCaffrey, especially in that offense, you know, what, you know, his ceiling now becomes.
1: Oh, 100%. I mean, this is a team that I still don't know how they can manage the cap. Yep. I mean, h- how they got Christian McCaffrey to fit in there, I'll never know. But what I mean, you wake up one day, you're on the worst team in the league, and you wake up and you go, "Oh, I'm going. To, I, I have a really good <laughs> chance to finally play in the playoffs." Yep.
0: Um, yeah, it's let's it's go, you know, pretty good for for Christian McCaffrey there. And you know, when you really, we'll look at, we'll look at the trade um, after the intro. But you know, not the worst. You know, not, didn't have to give up the entire house. You know, for for Christian Five McCaffrey. Picks. So I mean, it's you know, we'll talk about the trade, but. I don't think it's that, you know, that bad of a risk to take. Um, also, the NBA started. I mean, just out of nowhere, kind of. Um, Paulo Benqueira making his debut, 25 points. Um, ties 27. LeBron. Uh, 27. Yeah, 27. Uh, beats LeBron out for the most points um, in a debut, you know, since LeBron made his debut. Yep. Um, yeah, it but looked fantastic. Team still lost. Team's still lost there. The Lakers are 0-2, which, you know, is, you know, they keep on. Keep on losing there. You know, we'll talk about some of the, the first games and, and maybe just give a little bit of an NBA preview here. But really want to get about, into week seven and uh, okay, get into these about games.
1: This? How about right now? It, I mean, is there a better time than right now? All four major professional leagues yeah. playing, college football in full swing, every night, There's so, and uh, major league baseball playoffs, every night there is something to watch.
0: It it's, you know, when you get into October, November, the, uh, the sports world just, you know, rejoices and is, is – is at an all-time happiness. And, so, and great you haven't time even to be mentioned well.
1: the you haven't even mentioned the five ranked matchups in college football this weekend. This really I know,
0: we get, we got a lot to talk about. So, let's, let's get go. into let's it. Go. Let's run it.
1: And, oh, it's the upright again. That's impossible. The pass is
0: So like I said, I would just want to start with this Christian McCaffrey trade. We'll get into it more when we talk about the 49ers and the, the Carolina Panthers games this week. But just uh, this needs to be its, its own kind of conversation here. This is huge. This is, you know, the the second overall, first overall pick in fantasy football um, for the last couple of years. One of the most dynamic players in the league. A guy that's been hurt for the last couple of years. But, you know, you know what he is and what, the, what type of player he is uh, when he's on the field. So. This is, you know, a risk that the 49ers obviously are willing to take to get a guy who's injury prone, um, but is, you know, is dynamic. And when you look at Kyle Shanahan's offense, I mean, what what, what dream player would you think that that team could add that would make them unbelievable? I'd probably say Christian McCaffrey. I mean, this is such a perfect fit. You know, I, I can't even fathom all of the formations that they're going to have with Debo Samuel. And then when Trey Lance comes back, you know, with his versatility, now they have Christian McCaffrey, you know, Ayuk can can do a lot of different things. Like this is a team that now has some unbelievable playmakers on offense. And they only had to give up a second round pick, a third round pick, a fourth round pick, and then a fifth round pick. So w- when you look at it, not giving up a first, you know, obviously they've given up, you know, a lot of picks in the last couple of years. You know, the Trey Lance trade, you know, they're, they're, they're hurting right now in draft capital, but they're going... They're they're going with their fellow uh nemesis, the Rams kind of ideal, with with getting rid of the draft picks, going out and getting a player like Christian McCaffrey and saying, you know, if it doesn't work out, um, you know, we'll, we'll we'll deal with the consequence of of not having draft picks. But, you know, we want a Super Bowl. And, you know, when they looked at it, they haven't had consistent, you know, running back play really in the last couple of years with injuries, you know, when they had Mostert and Breda, uh, and then and then with this year, obviously with with yeah. So you know they they take a risk obviously on another injury prone running back but I think they're looking at this and saying you know th- this is a with his ability and his ceiling this risk is worth you know is is worth 100%. the you know taking and I agree with them I think it's a great trade yeah. for the 49ers I think mean, the Panthers absolutely failed with their time with him I know injuries they can't really control but you know, they they didn't surround him with the best quarterback, you know, to get him, you know, to, to reach his full potential. I still think Christian McCaffrey can be better than he has even, you know, in his earlier years. So this is a great trade for the 49ers, in my opinion.
1: There, there's a few other aspects of this. Number one is that you got to remember, San Francisco got a lot of compensatory picks for losing all of their coaches, yep. right? Like the guy to Miami and Sala to the Jets. And so... Th- the the draft capital that they gave up were a lot of their extra picks that they had so it did it you know so it made a lot of sense there i just i just found out they only have to pick up and pay the remaining six hundred and ninety thousand dollars of this year's contract right he's on the books for 12 million next year but i mean this year you're paying 690 and you can kind of figure out what to do next year the only downside to this is Elijah Mitchell's coming back in two weeks. Mm-hmm. How do you get touches to Jeff Wilson, Elijah Mitchell, and McCaffrey? I mean, I know it's a glutton of, of riches, and, and it's, who wouldn't want a glutton riches? But can you keep all three of these guys getting enough touches to make yep. this thing work?
0: Yeah, it, but I like you it. know, someone's going to be on the, you know, someone someone's just going to not fit in. You know, whether it's Mitchell, whether it's, um, Probably gonna you know, be Wilson. whether it's Wilson. Someone someone's just not going to get touches because you you didn't just give up, you know, McCaffrey just for him to be a third down backer or something like that. Right. You know, he's right. going to it's going to take him a couple weeks to get in this offense. I, I think they believe he'll he'll fly to um, uh, San Fran. He'll play in this game, but he'll just be kind of a third down red zone kind of target. Um, But the more he gets involved, he's going to be out there, you know, for majority of the snaps. Um, wh- When I look at this, though, on the Panthers side, you know, you have to look at the Panthers now. They're go- going to be a bottom Very three bold. team.
1: Full um,
0: they don't have a quarterback. You know, they now don't have a running, you know, a running back. I mean, maybe Chuba oh, they Hubbard. Have a, they
1: have a quarterback. They have a quarterback. Oh, sorry. His name, his name is going to be CJ Stroud.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, it's, it's going to be Stroud or it's going to be, you know, Bryce Young. Um, But, you know, th- this team now has decisions with DJ Moore to do, Brett Burns yep. on the defensive side. They got a lot of pieces that I think they're going to end up moving um, just and shipped and, out Robbie Anderson to right. Partners. shipped out Robbie Anderson. So this team is going in full rebuild mode. Um, it, it's it's much needed because there's just so much that this team needs. and I, I think it's a perfect draft to do it. This could be a very a, a very good draft, especially with them being bottom three, possibly even bottom one um getting you know Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, man. go get picks. Know, get get picks for this draft. So let's move on now. We'll, we'll we'll come back to that as we get to our you know week seven preview here. Just want to go over a couple of things the NBA starting um you know we talked about in the intro Paula Bankero uh great opening kind of game there 27 points 9 rebounds 5 assists the magic couldn't get it done though you know the magic just they have all these young pieces it and and they have they, they play with really good chemistry their their problem is is they kind of get overly excited on little things and they lack a little bit on defense. So they lose focus a lot. They're young. They don't really know winning basketball. And that's my only problem with this. They got to be, you know, better coached in terms of, you know, you don't win until the final, you know, whistles blown. I think that's as simple as it is. I like the new
1: coach. This team does have a lot of good talent. I mean, they were up 12 on Detroit in the first half. Mm -hmm. And, And then it just, I don't know, man, they just, Defensively, yeah. They, a lot of times where they just they, they they lose focus. Look,
0: it's been really it's been really um you know, the last decade that the the way the Magic play defense, they've never been a terrible defensive team, but they have not been back to, you know, top five defense since their, you know, finals days, you know, in 09 where you know when 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 Dwight Dwight Howard was on the team, they have not been back to that type of defensive team um since then. And, you know, when I watch Orlando Magic games, it just seems like they have lapses where they just kind of quit on defense and get down on themselves. It's it's very, you know, react to every individual play. And when this team grows up and and, and knows how to play winning basketball, they can be very good. They just got to kind of, you know, get, you know, change that culture and, and, and learn winning basketball. And I think they'll be fine. Um, in, hey,
1: on, a diff- on, mm-hmm. on a different note, I watched that game, right? The Detroit Pistons are going to be a team nobody's going to want to play.
0: Yeah, this is another team that you can't forget has a lot of good, uh, you know, talent there. Cade Cunningham, I'll still continue to say, is just probably the most underrated, you know, first round pick ever. I mean, he's going to be a fantastic player for a long, a long time. Um, And then you look at Jaden Ivey, who was their their pick this year. And then Jalen Duran, they had both had fantastic, you know, first games.
1: Jalen Duran is a beast. I mean, an absolute beast. I'm telling you right now, this guy was awesome. In only like 20 minutes, he put up 14 points, 10 rebounds and three blocks, and he totally turned that team around because they got off to a really slow start. Man, that that guy is awesome. And Ivy and Bogdanovich and Ken Cunningham, this is a good team.
0: Yeah, it's it, it really is. So the East, you know, is kind of interesting with these lower teams.
1: And, and the 76ers are 0-2, and Brooklyn's 0-1. Can we, can't, can we, can we call the season a done right now?
0: Yeah. So, you know, looking at these other teams, uh, just the start of the season, the Sixers 0-2 to start, not good. Boston and Milwaukee, the two. T- when you look at this, the, like, you got to say, yeah, they played, you know, two of the best teams in the East. But if Philly's going to do anything, they got to beat – Boston or Milwaukee in the playoffs and they got you know smoked by Boston they lost a close game to, to Milwaukee last night um it, you know it's happy it, it's you know it, it just shows I actually think this is the best 76er team they've had in this last couple of years you know they they added more depth um I think the fact that Harden's back and he, you know full off season should be pretty much healthy you know you looked good in the first two games but they they haven't got you know a win yet so it's kind of concerning there for Philly um and then the Lakers in the west
1: Ah, oh, terrible. That team is
0: terrible. This team is so poorly... It's still so poorly constructed. Um, I, You know, I don't really know what to say. Obviously, you have LeBron, and there's just, you know, nothing really to say about him. It's kind of everyone else. You know, they play the Clippers last night. Uh, You know, LeBron goes for 20. You have Lonnie Walker, who they signed, I think is an underrated signing, goes for 26. And Anthony Davis is back with 25. But... My biggest problem with There's the Russell, no with yeah, without besides there being no bench, my biggest problem with the Russell Westbrook situation is, and I'll, I think this is a pretty good comparison. When I when we get on Ben Simmons, right, and we say Ben Simmons sucks and he can't shoot, I'll give I'll give some some you know a compliment or get some respect to to Ben Simmons at least Ben Simmons limits his shooting. You don't see Ben Simmons taking 11 jump shots and 6 three-pointers. At least he right. knows that he can't shoot, so he doesn't hurt his team by by doing that. You know, he's hurting his team by not having the ability to shoot, but at least, you know, he he notices it and doesn't, you know, chuck up shots. Why is Russell Westbrook taking 17 shots a game? It doesn't make any sense to me. He didn't make a single one last night. Why why do you continue to shoot? He's it just doesn't make much sense sense to me. So, you know, what Russell Westbrook does, so many other things. I still think that are good that can he can contribute as a point guard, passing the ball, rebounding, getting to the basket. I just don't understand if if he's struggling so bad shooting, why is he still shooting? It doesn't make any sense. He's hurting the team. I think if he can focus on getting the ball to the other guys that obviously can play offense, and he can just be the point guard, I think this team would have more success. But I, I don't know if it's it's a selfish thing, if it's a if it's an ego thing, or whatever what it is. It's but a it's thing. it's it's pretty childish in my opinion.
1: Great. Let's move on. It's game two. Yeah,
0: let's get on to, uh, to these these you know we'll, we'll talk about some college football. you know we, I really want to get into NFL. We're not going to have time yep. to talk about all these games, but i I, I want to focus on that Syracuse Clemson game because yeah, you know, 14 versus five, six and0 Syracuse, seven0 Clemson, we, you know we talked we teased it last week. are we are we? are you are me actually going with the orange?
1: Oh um okay. I think this is going to be a very competitive game. I I I struggle a little bit with the fact that the quarterback for the the Syracuse Orange is Garrett Schrader, and he's not that great. This is a run team. Sean Tucker is their is their horse of a back, right? So I just At the end of the day, Clemson, you know, with Debo Samuel, the defense in the last couple weeks has looked remarkably better, and DJ Ugalele has looked like the DJ we expect him to be. So, at home, I think that's a tall task for Syracuse, but I think they're going to give them everything they can handle, and I think Syracuse is going to learn, is going to get some respect, but I don't think they're going to win this game.
0: No, I don't either. I think Clemson is, you know, the way that I look at them is is the question mark was Ugalele, and... You know, he, he's pretty much answered those question marks. He I, I don't think he's been, you know, the... I don't know if you put him in Heisman right now, but no, he's no, playing no. really good football. 153.7 yes. QBR, 17 touchdowns, two interceptions. He's not making as many mistakes. They're, they're moving the ball on offense, and they still have a really good defense. Um, but the one thing that Clemson doesn't really do is lose it at home. Um, and And I don't see that happening to Syracuse. I think it's a good story. I think they are playing unbelievable in terms of, you know you know Syracuse and and what I think people thought they were going to be before this season but I don't think it's realistic that they're going to win um in Clemson. in no, there um right. some other games that we can get to UCLA Oregon um this one's but, really good um I was
1: gonna say you downplayed that like UCLA Oregon this is the game I can't
0: yeah, wait but, to watch no no I, I I agree but you know it's just something about the Pac-12 man it's 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 just something about it. The stigma that the Pac twelve has just kind of fallen off. I can't I guess I should have hyped it up. It's nine ten. 10 undefeated I don't think UCLA. They, fall.
1: they have four teams in the Pac twelve that probably could beat just about anybody in the country. So I, I don't I think this is an up year for the Pac-Twelve. This game is gonna be great. I mean, look, Bo Nix, who's played what, a hundred and eight years in college, right? Yep. First at Auburn, now at Oregon right? It's him against Darius Thompson Robinson. You got Charbonnet against Irving, you know, Mason um, what's called uh, the Marquis Irving on, on Oregon. Like th- these teams are loaded with talent, especially yep. offensively. This is going to be a lot like that Alabama, Tennessee game. They're going to be a track. It's going to be a track meet. It's going to be 40 something to 30 something at the end of the day. And I can't wait, man. I think it's going to be fun football to watch.
0: Yeah, I definitely. love
1: UCLA. On the road, no, t- UCLA plus the six. I think that's the lock of the century.
0: I do too. I think these UCLA teams for real. I think that they get past Oregon here. Then I, I, I honestly think that that the schedule that they've had with two undefeated teams, Oregon next. If they defeat Oregon, they have USC on the board, and they get to undefeated with USC and win this Pac-12 championship. I think you're looking at the fourth seed in in the the CFP playoff. I, I, I think that's totally, kind of the route right totally now. Totally agree. So I totally agree. They're gonna have to get past Oregon. I think they can. I mean, if if you in my opinion, for if you're looking at Heisman, I think Thompson Robinson, you know, maybe he's not there, but he's definitely maybe he's in the pack with with DJ, you know, on Clemson. I think they're both kind of in that second group, you know, that he's definitely been putting on an incredible performance this year.
1: I think he's higher on the list. I think if he is not the fourth guy there, he's the fifth guy waiting to get his chance to show him that he should be the fourth. He is in that conversation for sure. Yeah. Win it's, this game and Darius Thompson will be in New York.
0: Yeah, I agree with that um, as well. So the uh, you know, we got some other games, Texas, Oklahoma State, but both teams sure. with a loss, not not really important. Kansas State, TCU. I I, I TCU's I'm TCU's gonna at,
1: keep it rolling, baby. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking keep at it that, rolling.
0: and I, I don't want to talk about it too much because I think TCU should win that pretty easily. I don't believe really that much in K State. And then you got Alabama, Mississippi State. Mississippi, Mississippi State in the top twenty five, but they got two losses. Alabama should Bounce Alabama back, uh, is favored from that one.
1: by 21 yeah, it, in a is, ranked ranked game.
0: Honestly, I I definitely take that. Um, I think Alabama, yeah. you know, after a I loss, is going to bounce back pretty hard. There. All right, let's get into it. Let's get to our week seven preview here. We had seven. Thursday night football the other night. Cardinals, Saints. We both had the Cardinals here. Um, you know, Andy Dalton, primetime football. Um, <laughs> what a stat line: yeah. 361, four touchdowns, three interceptions, two of those. Being uh, pick sixes, pick six. um, which Guess was back-to-back back? the Cardinals I had the defense. Carolina
1: Cardinals defense. There you go.
0: Um, so, look, when, when you look at this, these two teams, I think this says nothing about the Cardinals. Obviously, having DeAndre Hopkins back, you know, makes a big difference. 10 for 103. You saw Murray connect with him a lot. You know Benjamin, man, what a speedster um, at running back. Really no need for James Conner to rush back because he's, you know, He had a really good game as well. Um, I think the defense playing unbelievable and having two pick sixes kind of eased the offense, didn't put so much pressure on him. Um, I think Murray was fine in this game. But this Saints team has so many problems. They obviously, you know, if if the Saints were smart, they'd they'd be tanking and and selling everything right now to get right behind the Panthers right now for whoever drops Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. I mean, that's what they should be doing right now because they, unlike the Panthers, they have pieces. You know, Kamara Mm -hmm. is is there at running back. He'll still be there for a long time. Chris Olave is right now may be on track to win rookie of the year. Um, he's, he's just been c- incredibly consistent with the hundred yard games to start. Um, Especially, you know, taking advantage of Michael Thomas being out Um, and some, and, and Jarvis Landry. So, you know, he, he's definitely had a good rookie season and they got guys on defense, but you know, with, with how this offense is playing and the turnovers by Dalton, I mean, you can't even put, you know, all these points on the defense. So the saints, um, you know, they're, they're two and five right now. Um, I think they're this team's trouble. they're, they're definitely in trouble. They got a tough schedule coming up. I could see this team being bottom five. um, But you know, the, the quarterback is just the biggest need right now. And they're you're, you're looking at two of the best, you know, in the last maybe decade at that, that are probably going to go one, two in this draft. And the saints might have to start making some business decisions on what they, you know, if they want to keep, you know, losing games or not.
1: I think you're downplaying the Deandre Hopkins coming back. I, I, I think it makes Arizona's offense incredibly more potent, which when they don't have the best defense on the planet, they're gonna put up points like this on a lot of teams. Now that they have Hopkins, you know, and Zach Gertz. So, you you know, people can't really key on Zach Gertz. They weren't really keying on any wide receiver, including Rondell Moore or, and the, the news on Hollywood Brown is that he will be back this year. So, you know, Overall, they'll get James Conner back. I I wouldn't sleep on Arizona. You know, for making a little bit of a push here and making some teams very very uncomfortable. DeAndre Hopkins is such a difference maker, and he makes Kyler Murray a better quarterback. Mm-hmm. That being said, their defense is horrible, horrible. My God, when Andy Dalton throws 360, I mean, yes, the two pick six is great, but he also threw for 367 and four touchdowns. Right? I mean, come on,
0: wake yeah. up. Yeah, it's it's uh it's the Andy Dalton effect there. You know, I actually had some nice, you know, passes obviously had four touchdowns. Taysom Hill Mm -hmm. keep starting him at tight end because he's, you know, he's scoring every week, but uh, they got, they got a, you know, a rough, rough end of the season coming in, uh, in new Orleans there. All right, let's get to these one o'clock games on Sunday. We'll start with the game that we will be at um, in Dallas, Dallas versus the lions. Dallas by seven is the spread. Um, You know, it's, it's going to be great being in, back in Jerry's world. Haven't been there for a couple of years. Dak Prescott returns as the quarterback He's coming for Dallas, back
1: just for you, buddy. Just yeah, just for
0: your- perfect timing. weren't we, you know, planning this out, counting the weeks, thinking maybe it'd be yeah. this week or the week after. It ends up being this week. Um, you know the the game plan. I still think is up in the air. I, I I don't think it's don't put pressure on Dak to throw the ball, and I don't think it's. He's back 100. I think it's somewhere in the middle. I, I don't think this is going to be, you know, 40 rushes. Even though it, they could probably win the game with 40, you know, you know, 40 runs um, against this Lions putrid um, run defense, and, and and I think that's what they're going to, you know, go towards. But I think they want to get Dak in this mix and 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 see what this offense can do with him back and and kind of how they've got accumulated the things with Gallup being back and and C D getting into you know kind of better form. How about uh? you know the tight ends with Ferguson kind of coming into form you know get him involved as well um you know Zeke Zeke has been playing very well as of late yeah. it doesn't show with the stats he's not getting the a lot of you know carries but he's running the ball um really strong you know really hard and i think this is the game that he gets over 100 i think if you give Zeke 15 18 carries He's going to break a couple. I think he gets in the end zone. I think he has 100 yard a hundred yard day. And it's going to be a, if it's going to be against any team, it'll be against the Lions. So I think Zeke has a good day. I think Dak comes back. I think he ends up, you know, being fine. I think he has a good game. And and when I look at this game, I'm not calling for an out, you know, a an incredible blowout. I don't think this is what it's going to be. But I think the Cowboys do cover this spread, win by a touchdown. Um, I think it's kind of one of those games that the Lions like to play, where it's two-score lead and then they get it down to one and then they can't make a stop and it's a two-score lead and they get it down to one and they try this late kind of heroic comeback but it ends up being the Cowboys by maybe you know 7 or 8 um and that's how I see this game going.
1: Oh, that's so cute. You think it'll be close. This will not be close. This will be a 34 to 14 drumming. Yes. Yes, DeAndre Swift and Amron St. Brown are back. Yep. But that offensive line hasn't seen pressure like they're going to see this week, and Jared Goff is going to be on his back seven times this week. I'm predicting seven sacks. The, I'm really excited for Dak to come back because I think it's going to elevate playing Michael Gallup this week. Right? They had such a great connection, which unfortunately Cooper Rush and him did not. Yeah. I think you're going to see third down efficiency be a lot better. I mean, right now we're 29th in the league in third down, you know, conversions. That's going to right. improve with Dak. And I just think that overall, him being back is going to really jazz and ju- and juice this team. I I just mm-hmm. think the pl- the place is going to be electric. I, I can't wait, and I I see this to be a really fun Sunday for us.
0: Yeah, I I I agree. I I think it's you know going to be a, a a fairly easy win. I don't think you know the Lions are going to come in here and and you know the the thing with the Lions is is their offense. You know they've been moving the ball on offense for the most part, except for. You know, that that stale game against the Patriots and and they're going to come into this game. And I, I just don't think they're going to know what to do with this defense because the Cowboys defense, I still will say, was pretty damn good against the Eagles. You know, they they were yep. putting a lot of tough spots and they let up, you know, more points than they have. But they 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 were they stood strong. They were still getting pass rush on one of the best offensive lines in fo- in football. The Lions do have one of the best offensive lines of football, but it's young. It's young. They have never played Micah Parsons before. And I think he's going to feast. I think Demarcus Lawrence is going to feast. And Jared Goff, I mean, if you're talking one of the, you know, I guess you know, soft quarterbacks, he he's going to go down, I, I believe, pretty easily. And the Cowboys should rack up enough sacks to, you know, get the lines pushed back, get some good field position, and they're going to, you know, and run up the score. One more thing on the a good, one more thing on the good margin side.
1: Yeah, Dar- Darren, um, Schultz should be back this week for, you know, our tight end. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the Lions are one of the worst teams against tight ends. I mean, yep. Hunter Henry went bonkers last week. Schultz should finally get out of his funk this week.
0: Yeah, hopefully. I just made a trade for him uh, in, in a league. So, hopefully, you know, we'll have to decide maybe if it's him or Tanyan um, this week. Oh, but I he, would
1: definitely start him.
0: Yeah, he, we'll he could definitely go. have a a bounce back week. All right, Bengals we get to here. Uh, the Bengals, you know... They're, you know, had a had a decent, you know, fight with New Orleans there. And now they get Atlanta. Atlanta comes off that that upset win against the 49ers. And you know I've been riding my Falcons, you know, and saying that, you know, saying that this team could be for real. Um, but I like the Bengals in this one. Uh I, I really loved, like I said last week, how that offense for, for you know, the first time in, in six weeks finally got back to what it is. It spread the ball around to everybody. T Higgins is off the injury port finally. He's gonna be in. You know, you finally got Jamar Chase going on and you actually got the, bo- the ball to Boyd and Hurst. So you're finally, you know, Burrow is finally back in in the offense that he spreads the ball around in. And I think if, if you know, they're able to continue to do that, we saw how this Bengals offense was purely unstoppable, you know, last year. Yep. Um, and even though this Falcons, you know, team has been playing good, if the Bengals offense continues to be like that, they're going to score, you know, they're, they're going to get to that 30 mark once again. And that Falcons offense is kind of what's what's been holding them back. Um, and the fact that, you know, if they're going to be in this kind of shootout with the Bengals, Mariota is going to have to get up there and throw more than, you know, the, the 10, 12 times that he has. And I don't know and, if that, they, that's something that he's, he can do. No,
1: no, he can't do it. This is going to be a blowout. I, I double-digit easy win for the Bengals, throw all three wide receivers and the tight end in there. This is going to be, uh, I think, I think this is the t- about the time of the year, you are going to start to seeing the Falcons be what the Falcons really
0: are. Let me ask you a question here. I've been seeing this trade actually like two or three times, and I want to know what you would do either on on, on either side. Waller for Pitts in fantasy right now. Yeah, yeah maybe. No what, what what is kind of the scenario there? If you have Waller, are you trading him for Pitts? No,
1: no I don't think I am. For, I'm not trading for. I am not trading for Pitts because Mariota can't throw the ball. Like again, Pitts scored a touchdown last week, but he only, it was the only catch he had, or what was it? Three for right. ten or one for thirty—I forget what it was—but yeah. it was basically like four points and a touchdown for the other six. Yo. This is not a dynamic vertical passing game, and until they have a quarterback that can throw the ball, now when Mariota gets hurt or Mariota gets you know thrown out the door, and they bring in Rid, uh, Desmond Ridden, mm-hmm. Uh R- Rizman or Redman, whatever, R- yeah, Desmond. Ritter, White, White. Ritter, thank you, Desmond Ritter. <laughs> <laughs> then I'd make that trade all day. Yeah. Then I'm like, let's go. But and maybe, no, I'm not making that trip. And we'll
0: see. You know, this Falcons team, we expected to be maybe one and five at this point or three and three. You know, you know, they go down to three and four this week. I don't think they're going to do anything like, with Mariota. But when, you know, when do they go to, to Ritter? If that is the case, I mean, we we might not they won't see that.
1: They won't go to Ritter until they're out of the playoff hunt. But, yeah. you know, I think that's their quarterback of the future. It is at Mariota.
0: All right. Let's go to Colts Titans. Somehow both these teams have winning records after. And you know both having you know ups and downs to start the season. Um, I'm I'm just gonna say it, I like the Colts in this one. I think they're gonna get their revenge. Uh, and you know we, we gotta ten-
1: pick the same thing all night.
0: Tennessee comes you know with the first win a couple weeks ago. Um, you know in that game you had Derrick Henry have his best game of the year, 100 yards and a touchdown. Um, and you had you know you had Matt Ryan that was turning the ball over. You had Jonathan Taylor turning the ball over. Um, you know, and that's how the titans won. They, they forced three turnovers and and they ran the ball really good. That's the recipe for the titans. I think this colts team has shifted in the last couple weeks, just like they, you know, you know, I believe that they could because this team should be better than the, you know, w- what was it? One, you know, one three and one start that they had or one two and one start that they had. They bounced back against Denver and then Jacksonville last week. Um, you know, Jonathan Taylor is back this week. I just made you know, a, a pretty wild trade to get him in a league because I want to buy low on him. I, you know, there's a reason he was the number one pick. You know, he's banged up. He's finally off this injury port. He's, he's going to suit up on Sunday. And I think against this Tennessee defense, you know, they got to show a little bit, you know, of, you know, of, of Tennessee's game of their own. You know, they can run the football, too. If Derrick Henry's going to get 100 yards, Jonathan Taylor is going to have to match his 100 yards for them to win. I, I think he could have a very good bounce back week. I will take the Colts on the road.
1: So, you know, in this division, it always seems that one team dominates the other, right? Yeah. Like Indiana- Jacksonville dominates Indianapolis, right? Or Houston dominates Jacksonville. In the last four meetings, Tennessee has dominated Indianapolis, right? They just have their number. But I do believe that that will end this weekend. I've, I'm really seeing a decline in Tannehill that concerns me. He's just not throwing the ball really well. The interceptions are, are costly. Mm-hmm. You know, Henry looks good, but he doesn't look all world like he has in years past. He, he doesn't have the weapons handle to, to throw to. Robert Woods is not the same guy. You know, but Traylon Burks hasn't emerged as the guy we were expecting him to be vertically. Th- they got issues, you know, and their defense without Howard Landry and a couple other players, uh, Byers been hurt. Like this, doesn't look like the same defense. So I like the way Indianapolis is starting to come around. Matt Ryan can sling the ball, he can hand the ball off, but Pittman. And my favorite player, Alec, uh, which one call it Pierce Pierce. on the outside. I really like, you know, Paris Campbell had a really good game last week. Their tight ends are getting involved. I I like Indy on the road. I think they're going to start going on a little run here.
0: All right. We're both going with Indy. Let's see if we get some differences here. We might, I'm going a little crazy. Let's go Packers commanders. Um, the Packers, yeah, this team's been sucky. They've been ass as of late and you know, there, there's a certain player that's not playing in this game. Do you know who that is? And that would be the starting quarterback of the Washington Commanders, Carson Wentz. He's not playing in this game. So what am I going to do? I'm going to take Taylor Heineke and the Washington Commanders at home to beat this overrated, stinky Packers team. Wow. And Taylor Heineke, who's a dog, who's got the dog in him, you know, that, that incredible Ow. playoff game in uh, you know in, in, in Tampa where he almost beat Brady, uh, you know he's gonna he's gonna come in this game. I know he's gonna give everything it takes to win, and they're gonna you know they're gonna add to this Packers kind of uh, terrible, I guess, start to the season <laughs> or last two weeks. Make it three in this a row. Is,
1: this is gonna be a crazy week, dude. Because I took Washington. No, first. you didn't. <laughs> I swear I did, and I went with the same exact rationale. <laughs> give give me a juice up taylor heineke you know at least for a week or two that guy is gonna make that team go crazy Mm -hmm. you know until he comes back to reality but you know i like a a juiced up ready to go i love when teams make a a quarterback change to someone that they actually believe in more and uh i think at home with you know the weapons coming on for washington on the not only on the running back side but brian robinson on the running back side you know less Antonio Gibson, more Brian Robinson, yep. and the fact that their defense, the front seven, has played better, and Green Bay's a mess. They're a mess, you know, and they just—I just—there's something wrong with this team, whether it's the coaching or Aaron Rodgers or everything in, in between. I'm going to take Washington, two.
0: Yeah, and, you know, Brian Robinson, if, if you're looking at how he ran last week— I don't know how he's not in your starting fantasy lineups. I mean, you know, especially, you know, all jokes aside, with with Heineke coming in, they're going to try to rely on him as much as possible. And Antonio Gibson's just not anywhere to be found. I don't even know if he's, you know, sitting on the bench. I don't know if he's traveling, with you know, with the team these days. You know, it's it's Brian Robinson. He's
1: playing, but yeah.
0: It's Brian Robinson all day long. You got to, you know, fit him in there. All right. Mm -hmm. Bucks, Panthers. Um. I would say let's not spend a lot of time on this but I you know we know what happened with the Steelers last week so can the bucks actually beat a bottom five team um you know th- th- this week they're favored by 13 um you know I, I want to sit here and, and pick the bucks I'm going to pick the bucks but man you know the you know the, this team you know really couldn't get it done against the Steelers um last week with trubisky in there um but you know this is a panthers team obviously the the christian McCaffrey trade. Um, we just talked about in the beginning of the episode. Um, now they turn to Chuba Hubbard. Um, they Chuba. they turn to Donta Dante For- Forman. Forman. Um I, I don't know if either of them you're you're picking up or starting in fantasy, but that's just, just kind of your options. Um, but yeah, the Bucks. You know, I'm not, I'm not probably not laying thirteen, but they they should find a way to win this game.
1: Not only am I laying thirteen, but I will make it my lock of the week.
0: Oh, okay.
1: The Buccaneers will pound the Panthers. This Panthers team is obviously tanking for for CJ, and they are going to lose handily. Tom Brady is pissed off. I've heard him on all of his radio programs. He is raring to get back on that field. He is going to throw. If you have him in DraftKings or or if you could put him in DraftKings or you have him on your fantasy football, yep. put him in because I think he is going to literally light up the night. Like I mean, he is going to have three fifty and four.
0: Yeah, in yeah. Uh, it's it should be a pretty easy you know game for Brady to just pick apart and kind of do one of those blowout uh, Buccaneers games there. All right, time to get to my lock of the week, and I can't believe I'm actually doing this. But the Giants Jaguars game and this line makes no sense to me. No, nope. nope. my my trap lock game. of the week
1: trap. It's a trap.
0: My lock of the week is not only Giants plus three, but the Giants winning this game. I mean, the I don't want to do it. It pains me to do it. I the Giants being six and one, I don't even know how that's even possible. But I just don't understand that the Giants. Whether you know whether we want to sit here and say how are they winning or not, they're winning. And this Jaguars team is doing the opposite. They're losing. You know, they've lost three in a row. So when when you look at these two teams going into this game, you know, I I just think the giants are more prepared. I think, you know, when you looked at last week, I think one thing that's being underlooked, I think you really got Wandell Robinson involved and and could actually be a, you know, a pretty good part of this offense. You know, when you look at all these wide receivers who are inconsistent and not playing, you know, Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Tony just aren't really out there for them. Wandell Robinson looked pretty damn good. And he caught a touchdown um, last week. So, when you look at a guy like that, they invested in highly in the draft. That's stepping up finally. You look at him. You look at Barkley still healthy. You look at you know Daniel Jones. If he can just do his part and not turn the ball over, I, I, I just don't you know I just don't understand this line. I know the Jaguars that are at home, but you know they're just not playing good football as of late. So in, 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 unless Trevor Lawrence goes back to week one and two, Trevor Lawrence and his Jaguars team magically starts handing the ball off to James Robinson again, which I don't know why they ever went away from that. The, the Giants are going to win this game.
1: All right. We have our first, first, finally, three quarters of the way through, two thirds of the way through, we finally have our difference. I'm going to take the Jacksonville Jaguars. And, wow. and I'm going to, for only three reasons, or only, but for three reasons. Number one, the one thing Jacksonville does well on defense is stop the run. And I think, she- I think Barkley will have his toughest day since probably playing the Cowboys. I, that, that They have so much speed on defense that, you know, the linebackers fly all over the field. And, you know, while they can't stop the pass, they do a tremendous job against the run. And in all four games, nobody's run on them. So it's going to be in Daniel Jones's hands. And again, a guy who's averaging 170 yards a game, five touchdowns and two interceptions in six games doesn't scare me. So, and again, with no real weapons, you could say Wandale Robinson, he had one good game, right? So I have the stat of maybe the, of all time here, right? Our statistician, Brian Teagle, who throws the stats all, for every episode, gave me a doozy. Yeah. Okay. Since the Giants signed Kenny Galladay <laughs> to a $70 million contract yep. and drafted Kadarius Tony in the first round, their combined t- TDs as the two of them, is less than Andrew Thomas the left yeah. tackle?
0: It's It it it's it might be the most insane stat I've ever heard. I mean, ever. It,
1: it doesn't get much wilder than
0: that. Um,
1: your left tackle has more touchdowns this year than your top two wide receivers combined. Yeah, but something's wrong.
0: When I look at a team that hasn't won in years and now they're winning, you know, you can't just... It, it, it's not like this team always wins. It, they've obviously found a way to win, and they're gonna keep that going against a team that has been struggling lately. I, I like That's the That's fine, age,
1: but you but you also can't tell me that this giant team couldn't be three and three. Oh, they definitely the could. Ravens, but the Ravens had them, and the Packers had them in the first half, or even in the first three quarters, and gave those games away. Mm-hmm. So yes, congratulations, Giants. You look like like you're in the mix. You're looking better. Your schedule is so damn easy. It's scary. But I, I think this is a game that Jacksonville at home can take.
0: I think you look at this, you look at Kayvon Thibodeau and uh, and and Walker on the the side of the Jaguars, and see that Walker was playing, Trayvon Walker was playing excellent when the Jaguars you know started off good, and now kind of faded in the back, and now Thibodeau has played really good the last couple weeks, and the Giants are winning games, so that's going to be a, a good you know inner matchup to see there. All right, Browns Ravens here, uh, another pretty easy one for me. I'll go with the Ravens. You know the. The Browns have just been absolutely really poor. The Ravens, you know, Lamar, th- th- this is one of the, he's another one of those quarterbacks that cares too much about winning. He, he he knows that he messed up last game, had a had a brain fart kind of last couple minutes there, turn the ball over. Uh, he's going to come out with with just anger. I mean, this could be an, an absolute uh, crazy game for for Lamar here. Um, And when you look at the Browns' defense, they've just been allowing it to everybody. I mean, 30 points to the Chargers, 38 to New England. Uh, This Ravens team should have over 30. Lamar should have a really big game.
1: So I I like Baltimore, but I don't like them covering. I mean, I I think this is going to be a close game. These AFC North games always are. The Ravens don't put anybody away, and they're still not running the ball well enough to, I think, you know, despite, you know, Kenyon Drake's one big you know, run he had last week. They're right. not running the ball well enough to really put teams away. So I, I think this game will be close. I like the Ravens pulling it out at home. It'll be interesting to see if Gus Edwards, who is able to come off of pup this week, I don't know he's going to be activated, but he's coming back soon. That will help tremendously. And they added Deshaun J- Jackson this week. Yep. You know, let's see if he's got any juice in the tank. So that may help as well. So I like the Ravens. I just don't love, I, I would stay away from the laying six and a half part. I would just buy the money line. All right. Well,
0: let's uh move on to Jets Broncos here. J
1: E T S Jets
0: Jets Jets. You know, I'm going to I'm going to keep it going with you. I'll, I'll you know, you you've 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 stated, you know, a couple weeks ago that 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 you, you weren't giving hope on the Jets. They've turned it around. They've been playing good football. They're 4 and 2. And they 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 run into, you know, a, a team that's basically a you know, this is this is the week of opposites, you know, good teams meeting bad. Um the Broncos losing 3 in a row as well. Um tough game in overtime against the Chargers just you know they are just losing games that the other teams are giving them to win and they still can't close them out. So the Jets, you know, the way that they you know this is on the road but the way that they went into Lambo, which is one of the hardest places to play on the road and and went in there and destroyed the Packers. I don't really have any fear of that. You did have Elijah Moore uh request a trade um you know the other day, so that's kind of interesting. I think that you know, looks at Garrett Wilson and say, you know, he's had a couple of dud weeks after a strong start. Look for him to get back involved um, as as that kind of number one, two option right now with, I, with Corey Davis.
1: I didn't realize Elijah Moore had zero targets last week. Zero. Yeah. Get yep. the ball. Get this guy. He's such a dynamic playmaker. Get him the ball. Hopefully he's just bitching and they'll, they'll get him out mm-hmm. there and they'll throw him the ball because he's too damn good to trade. This team is loaded on offense. If Zach Wilson could just be Mac Jones, this team would probably be undefeated. Yep. Like this team has exceptional players. This backfield of Brees Hall and Michael Carter is dangerous. Their offensive weapons are dangerous. This is great. And then Quinn and Williams, we talked about him, and this defense and Sauce Gardner and CJ Mosley is really good. This team's going to beat Denver. Russell Wilson has the hammy issue. Who cares? He's been playing terrible anyway. They can't run the ball since Javante Williams is, you know, toasted for the year. Melvin Gordon is about to be released. This team's in a world to hurt. Mike Boone is terrible. Latavius Murray has, you know, one or two games good every six. And they can't get the ball to the wide receivers. So in what world then would I pick Denver? Taking me the Jets. This is another really good minus, uh, plus one or minus one, whatever it was. I, I, I think it was, no, the Jets are minus one. Give it to me. It would probably be my secondary lock of the week.
0: All right. Yeah, I I, I really like that line at minus one. I think the you know the uh, the fucking uh, you know the the Jets kind of going on the road is kind of making the the line here kind of different. But I just yeah. don't see how that you know after looking at last week how that could affect that right, like I like if the this jets was as well. if, if
1: this was home would the jets be 4 point favorites or would the jets be like 7 or 8 point favorites
0: no they'd be four maybe four or five and a half um i don't think it'd get to that seven but i i really like their line um here lay the points Texans Raiders Raiders still with that one win Got the bye last week this is what i'm anticipating from the Ra- the raiders now look at their schedule Houston New Orleans Jacksonville Indy Denver, Seattle. It's
1: time at to make a six run. Six
0: games in a row for this team to switch their season around. It couldn't. Their buy couldn't have came at a better time. Horrific start to the season, but they had some tough games, so it's understandable. This is the time they got to win five out of their next six, and it's possible. They they have you know there's there's five teams out here that this team should beat, and it starts with the Texans. I lay the points. I think the Raiders come out. Devonte Adams, Darren Waller gets back on track. Um, I think this team just gets that offense going and and gets to that full potential in the next, you know, couple of weeks.
1: That's right. Because the five of their last six are all against playoff teams. So they better be winning right now. They got to get their foot in the gas right now or their season's over. I don't think they're out of the, the hunt just yet. They lose to Houston. You can call the season over. There's yep. no way that's happening at home. Derek Carr, big game. Josh Jacobs, big game. Devontae Adams, big game. Play them all.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. All right, Seahawks Chargers here. You know, this this Chargers, I've called for, you know, some some bounce back games from Justin Herbert. Um, it hasn't quite been the case. You know, they've been winning. That's three in a row. But Justin Herbert isn't the reason for them winning. It's it's their run game in Austin Eckler. Exactly. Austin Eckler has been playing unbelievable. I mean, he didn't do much. In, in that game against Denver, but I mean, did anybody really do much on either side? That was an ugly game. But before that, Houston Cleveland had two really strong games. Um, so I'd love to say that Herbert's going to come out and throw against the Seahawks defense, but it just looks like they're riding Eckler right now. Um, you know, I, there's I don't think there's anything wrong with Herbert. Maybe he's still dealing with some issues from that rib, but you know, do, just doesn't had to had to have you know be, be the hero that he's been in in previous games. I just I really like this to be high scoring. I mean, start Geno Smith, start Herbert, start Eckler, starts, you know, Kenneth Walker, start Lockett, start Metcalf, you know, Keenan Allen. You know, my favorite game to play is Will Keenan Allen play this week. I mean, it's it's just it's just an, <laughs> it's, it's the most gonna. it's the most fun game ever. I thought he would play two weeks ago. He didn't. I thought I thought for sure he'd play last week. He didn't. I think he has to play this week. He says he's limited. You know, he just, he can't get to that full practice. I don't know how a hamstring injury could keep you out for this long, but it must be more serious, you know, than, than they originally thought. So I'm not going to say whether he is or not. He's still limited. Maybe he gets, you know, up there, but you know, they've been winning without him. So I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, focus too much on that. Mike Williams has, has really filled in for him. Nice. Palmer um, has too, but he'll be out this week um, with a, with an injury. So, When you're looking at this team, Eckler is going to have to have another big game. I think they just keep relying on him, um, and they get this win.
1: It's going to be a lot closer than people really think. I mean, this Seattle team plays very hard. Their defense has been playing a little bit better, you know, week in week out. They have two rookie, you know, corners in Woolen and Bryant that are excellent and getting better every week. And man, Kenneth Walker looks like the real deal. I mean, he did at Michigan State. We loved him there. We forgot about him with, you know, Richard Penny being the guy they go to. But when he went down, this is Kenneth Walker's time to shine, and he's shining. And
0: you yeah. know,
1: it's funny you said Geno Smith is going to have a good week. He's my backup quarterback, and Josh Allen's on by, so I need him to have a monster week. I think I agree with you. I think this is going to be a very high-scoring game. I think that, you know, the Chargers should pull it out because they're the better team. But it wouldn't shock me if Seattle pulled off an upset here.
0: Nah, it, it wouldn't because I think Seattle definitely has the offense to compete. Um, so that's why I like the over to hit in this game. I think it's going to be both teams can get in the 30s there, but I'll still take the Chargers um, at home. Chiefs 49ers, the 49ers with, you know, hopefully their new player in Christian McCaffrey, um, you know, not really sure. You know, they're, they're pretty sure he'll play. He's flying over there today um to get to He's San Fran. Um, it's
1: Friday. How fast can you learn the game plan and no, the he'll, plays he'll, and the
0: I He'll mean. be suiting up. I mean, they didn't trade for him to to sit out. He, you know, it's, no. it's 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 football. He he knows general plays. He'll be out on the field. I don't know how much of a workload he'll get. They they said he'll pretty much be in that red zone package. So, I think you still got to start him in fantasy. You're not going to, you know, not play him. Um but but this is this is going to be a really good game, you know. Chiefs on the road. Coming off a, a tight loss to the Bills, you know, 49ers coming off a loss to the Falcons. So which team can bounce back here? I still think I have more confidence in the Chiefs, um, even on the road. Um, I, I mean, I I think they played the Bills incredibly close. I think that's the AFC kind of, um, that's the AFC championship kind of preview there. Um, and the 49ers, like you said, are just still kind of dealing with injuries um, all over the place. Um, and I think that's kind of what's what's hurting them, especially on the, the on the defensive side. So the way that the Chiefs have been able to just score and and keep things going, and Mahomes has just been able to get it to all these different guys. Um, I think that'll get them to a win. Um, but McCaffrey is just such an intriguing piece. I, I just I want to see this in action because it it, it looks really good in my head. I, I want to see it in real life and see if it if it's going to be that good.
1: Sure. No, listen, I. <sighs> I think the McCaffrey thing will pay tremendous dividends. I don't think it's going to be this week. Like you said, he might get in for a play here, a wheel route here, or a handoff there. But, you know, again, he doesn't know the the offense. My my biggest concern with the San Francisco 49ers is their injury list is as long as my arm. Right, yeah. Their defensive line has taken a beating. You know, Armstead, uh, uh, Samuel Ubicom, Nick Bosa, you know, they're all hurt. And I don't know who's playing, who's not playing, but they're all not at full strength. They lost their offensive tackle, Mike McGlinchey, last week. They, You know, Traveris Ward, the corner, has been really hurt. This is a team, Jimmy Ward's been hurt. Like, this is a team that's really having issues. Trent Williams is out. Like, you, you can't play with secondary players and continue to win in this league when you start playing teams like Kansas City, right? Yep. Kansas City is the second best or third best team in the league. So... I think they come in. I think they take care of business. They're coming off that loss. Juju Smith-Schuster, him coming and getting more involved in this offense will be tremendous for Kansas City. They need that other presence, that other one -one wide receiver to take some of the pressure off Kelsey. They've got to run the ball more. But overall, I like Kansas City on the road.
0: All right. Yeah, we're both going with KC there. All right, two more games to go. One of them, we may be think We're going to have one difference all week. No, no, no. you know we might have another one in the okay. Sunday night game. Steelers, Dolphins, mm. Dolphins fair by seven. I think that is ridiculous. I, you know when you look at the Steelers, you know win last week. Are we are we saying that the Steelers are are back? Are we saying that the Steelers for it? No, we're not saying no. that. No. But. I have been looking at this Dolphins team and the the three game losing streak that they've been on with Tua out. Obviously, him being back this week is big. Kenny Pickett will be in the lineup this week. Pat Friermuth in the lineup for Pittsburgh. So a lot of you know both these teams getting their guys back. Yep. Do you not think that this Tua injury, this Tua kind of fiasco that's gone on, has taken a toll on the team mentally and kind of gotten them out of whack? I think I think that has something to do with it. Besides the quarterback, the backup quarterback play, I think this team's just kind of been out of it, and now he's going to come back in. And obviously, there's going to be that you know rally for two, and we're going to play for Tua. But you don't yeah, think that? Why would
1: it, that not juice the team up?
0: I, I just have this feeling that there's just this this thought in the back of everyone's mind that they're just they're thinking about Tua. They you know the offensive line is going to have so much pressure on them. You know they can't let them you know this guy get hit. It, you know, it could go really good. It, it could be that kind of pressure that that propels this team to get back on track. But, you know, wh- when I see the Steelers were competitive against Tampa, that defense definitely, you know, was was on point. Uh, you know, it, it, I'm going to take kind of a, a risky pick this week in the fact that I'm not going to go with the general public and go to a back. I'm, I'm taking this Dolphins team. I, I just think that this, th- that, that kind of event with Tua – I think that takes a toll on a team mentally, and and I I just I'm not I'm not on board for two is back and this is all fixed. Okay. I I got to see it real quick. I'm going to take the Steelers in a, in a big upset.
1: Okay, I'm I'm we do have a second differential then because I'm taking Miami. I think Sunday night football under the lights, you know, season kind of on the line. You can't lose to Pittsburgh if you want to have any right play to make the playoffs with a Jets team that's playing phenomenal a bills team that you're never going to catch a new England Patriots team that's playing way better than what any of us expected you can't lose this game you can't lose a game to it to a team that really has one win without TJ Watt Mm -hmm. right so with no pressure only the only pressure really got to worry about is Cam Hayward everybody else can't rush the quarterback a team that can't move the ball a team that actually played better with Mitchell Trubisky at quarterback than Kenny Pickett but they immediately go back to Pickett. You know, after the injury, after the concussion, and you've got Tua coming in, and this team just plays better with him at quarterback for whatever reason—the pace of play, his ability to 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 throw the slant, to throw the quick out—I just think that you know Hill and Waddle love playing with this guy, and I think this offense comes back. They're getting a couple guys back from uh, from injured reserve, Mm -hmm. you know, from the injury report. I think this team will be better. I think this team wins easy.
0: All right. So we're disagreeing again. We're, we will um, wait till that Sunday night game. Kenny Pickett, yeah. man, I think he balls out. I think firemouth being back is good. I think he was trying to get him more involved. I like Frymuth at that tight end position. Um, but we will. I'll I'll take a big upset there and and hope that. Uh, you well, you're two behind me, so you
1: need both these wins, buddy. Because yep. I right. don't think we're disagreeing on the last one.
0: No, we're not. Patriots Bears, a just a wild Monday night matchup. You know, can't wait for this one. Uh, why are the Bears getting these primetime games? That's three why? in That's the three in question. like 6 weeks. Um
1: Insane.
0: New England minus 8 I'd lay it. Um you know a, an absolute beating of of Cleveland. Um I can't even think of the things that they'll do to this Bears team when, you know, all this all, all they've been doing is rushing with Ramon J. Stevenson. He's a must start number 1 yeah. whatever it may be this week. He'll, he'll have another big game against the Bears, you know. Um, against that Bears rush defense, and then for you know that the, the Patriots defense, it has been unbelievable um, th- these last couple weeks. I've tried to pick him up in fantasy, and waivers screwed me on every single one. I couldn't get him. Um, th- this defense, you know, the the Bears can't even score on maybe the worst defense in the league, and the Patriots are playing unbelievable right now. Fields yeah. is going to struggle once again. Nothing really he can do. Um, you know, the the only thing about the Bears that kind of is worth talking about is the Montgomery Herbert kind of uh, split right now in the backfield. I, mm-hmm. I just don't know if either are viable start candidates, you know, in in fantasy right this now, week, this week I, or, or this week, right? You know, mm-hmm. I I look at Montgomery and and it maybe it's just because he's on my team and and Herbert isn't, but I look at Montgomery as the guy that you would start over Herbert just because of the experience and that you know they want Montgomery to be that starting guy when he's healthy and in there. And he, he is healthy now off his, you know, healing from that injury. Um, so that's why I would start. But but in this game, I, I'm expecting the Bears to just be shut down completely like they really have been this year. So I would uh, – I'd sit everyone on that team.
1: No, I mean, literally. It's – this rush defense for the Patriots yeah. is insane. Nobody has had over 75 yards against them this year. Yep. I, I There's no way – That if I had better options, I'm playing Montgomery or Herbert in this game. I think Bailey Zappi can have a great game against that Chicago defense. I can't wait till you see the first time that Ramondre Stevenson rushes through the middle and (laughs) Rokon Smith, and those two collide because those are two of the baddest MFers in the league. Mm -hmm. I think that would be phenomenal. I think they're going to wear him down. I'd lay the eight also at home. Too hard to play in New England, especially this time of year. Bill Belichick, way better coach. He'll he'll have that team ready to go. I don't know there'll be a shutout, but it's going to be basically like twenty four to seven.
0: Yep, I agree with that as well. All right, so we have two differences, and I'm two behind, so I need that I, I need those two to to, to come through point. there. This could uh, be a four the, point lead, and of course, the two teams I need to come through are the Giants and the Steelers. You know, I I picked them, <laughs> but man, you know, I you know, it's it's yeah, it's it's uh, two teams that are not the most um, that, that don't make me the most confident. So, you
1: right, know, most importantly, are you packed and ready to go? Yeah, I'm, I'm about there.
0: You know, we're, we're ready to take off, um, eat some good barbecue, you know, get yeah. to that game uh, and see and see a Cowboys win. See Dak Prescott back in action. Hopefully he comes back and all is good. Hopefully we had a win. And then we're back on a dub day Monday um, to recap it all.
1: Beautiful. Let's go. We'll i